0: the film alchemist podcast the show where we look at movies we love break them apart to find out what gives them their magic i'm your host josh griffey joined as always by my ex-lover father of a dead child and dinner guest and co-host alex dandino just went for it just said all the bad things in just, one <laughs> just did it yeah so guys uh this month as you're aware we finished our Never ending pod uh, or horror pod marathon. Thank you guys for that. We're on to be- uh, different things. Not better things, different things. Uh, the pod breaks bread this month. These are movies uh, in which a dinner party is integral, right? So that's what we're doing. So we picked five films. Every Thursday you'll get a film. Really good stuff. But today we started with probably my favorite of the group, uh, The Invitation. The Invitation. Now, this movie kind of came out quietly in theaters. I didn't even get to see it in theaters, and I try to see everything. It has been on Netflix for a long time.
1: Yeah, completely limited release. This is actually totally independently financed. Absolutely no major studio was invested in it.
0: And this movie, we were talking about it when we picked it. I can't believe this movie is not just a fucking runaway on everyone's mind hit. It is one of the best films I've seen in the last 10 years.
1: You know, it's interesting. I think that it actually, um, I think personally it's one of those movies that got released on video on demand and streaming a little too quickly. Cause so I think if they had gotten much more limited release in the theaters, it might've gotten a little more steam, but it's also a movie that I don't understand. Like it's on a lot of, um, like film, like film, Twitter and, uh, film websites lists of like great movies for X, Y, and Z. But, right. um, this movie should just be on everyone's list in general for being just a great fucking movie. Like,
0: I mean, it, it truly is just a masterclass of writing, acting, directing, pacing. I mean, everything in this movie is just top notch. And the fact that it is this kind of small uncovered gym, I think adds a lot to me when I, when I look at it, I can't believe what they accomplished. And, and,
1: I mean, I'm not a
0: huge fan of this is the kind of problem we're in nowadays. There's so much content that it's easy to just lose stuff. Right. Like my Netflix, anything I put on my to watch later queue, I feel like is the barren wasteland. It's something I'm like, (laughs) well, someone told me I should watch this, but I'm not going to. Right. Right. I feel like maybe this movie fell into that. I'm not a fan of limited release, per se, as a person in the Midwest where we never get those fucking movies. Sure. I'm one of those guys if you are doing a limited release, put it on streaming for thirty bucks, and you'll get thirty bucks from me that day. The parasite I'm looking at you, you fucks, but
1: yeah, I this mean, one
0: i and I don't know what the answer is, I think honestly, it's just what is so weird too is this movie works for every kind of audience I feel like, yeah, it's I mean got horror it's horror adjacent, but it's not necessarily horror, it's thriller, it's mystery, there's intrigue. You know, this is like the perfect movie to watch with your mom. (laughs) It really just hits like these, this Venn diagram of who would like this is enormous. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, as far as like movies, like movies I've watched for this show, I can't count on one hand the amount, I can count on one hand the amount Andrea wants to watch with me. This was one of them. Like, again, that's my fault.
0: That's my fault.
1: (laughs) But like, this is also a great movie. Like, there's a microcosm of stories that I think work this, work this well like this. And this is a great example of, um, basically just you know what do we have at our disposal well we have a house and we have these actors right. who like the project and we have this amount of money and we have one set really fucking what good actors
0: do? right <laughs> yeah, yeah this is like, kind of the like guys like us this is the indie wet dream is what yeah, i would totally. call this this you is know?
1: this is like granted most this of is,
0: us don't have access to those kind of yeah. actors but you could make this movie yeah. right now today this is
1: like the next level version of like you know, uh, El Mariachi, like that kind of stuff. Like you can go out and make, like you were saying, you can go out, you can go out and make this yeah. movie, this sort of smart thriller and do this yeah, kind of it
0: thing. Yeah, won't, it won't be as quality probably, but there's nothing in this movie that you couldn't film. No, absolutely not. And that's why all of us that kind of write and, you know, we're trying to make movies and whatnot, this is the one you see and you're just like, fuck, why didn't I think of that? We're like, why didn't I write? Th-? It's I have this list of like, I wish I would have fucking wrote that movie. This is one of them. It's I just think the, brilliant.
1: I'm gonna tell you too, the thing that I like the most about this movie is the cast in general because simply like this is originally supposed to be like a real banger of heavy hitters for uh uh actors. Like Luke Wilson, Zachary Quinto, Topher Grace, and Johnny Galecki were supposed to be in this movie uh in really? two thousand twelve. And then by the time it went into production in two thousand fourteen, the biggest names in this movie are probably John Carroll Lynch and Logan Marshall Green. Like, and he
0: wasn't even a name yet.
1: Who Logan like, Marshall Green? Logan
0: Logan Marshall did this, and then I feel like upgrade has kind of pushed him a little.
1: The two but by things, this point the, he was not thing a name. The thing that made him famous name. to be the thing that made him the name in this movie is Prometheus, for sure. Right. Right. And and then um and then obviously, like, I think the year this came out was the year that dude started being um that guy the guy on Game of Thrones. The guy who plays the husband. Right. Yeah. Like But, again, this this movie is an actor's movie because it's (laughs) actors. Like, you can just assign – like, again, Logan Marshall Green is not mega famous, but he's famous enough. But, again, all of these actors are not names. So the great part is you can watch this movie and really understand exactly – like, you can invest so emotionally into all these actors because you're not sitting there going, oh, that's that actor and I know him from that one thing. Like – no,
0: and honestly, when I saw it, the only two guys I really were like, oh, those guys, uh John Carroll Lynch and Toby Huss.
1: Yeah. You're like, Toby oh, Huss.
0: I've seen they're just kind of these great character actors that are yeah. really good for those borderline shady uh, you know, kind of roles. <laughs> sure, and sure. they're but they're so fucking good, man. They're great. So so to actually dive into the movie, I think what I noticed on this this viewing, right? There's so many things I fucking love in this movie. But what I think is the true gym right that separates this movie from so many like it this movie has just a fucking written in stone obvious conclusion right so you get an invitation you go to a dinner party people start espousing cult nonsense right in the hollywood hills right we all know exactly where this movie is going to end right it's it's without a doubt as soon as you get into it Oh, that's why it got financed. Oh, this that's why I would have even heard of it, right? This isn't some, you know, French movie where they're just going to have wine and eventually it'll just cut to black, right? Like, right. something extra is going to happen and we all know what it is. But this movie does such a brilliant job in pacing and execution, uh, both from a writing standpoint and others, of giving you just enough plausible deniability. And what what they use – because the movie really at its core is very much about your enormous trauma that you suffer in life, right? And what what constantly keeps happening is Will keeps having to – and this is what they do, right? The one-on-ones with his friend, right, individually. Them making an apology for why they haven't seen him in two years. We all know it's because no one wants to deal with that shit. It's too much. It's too heavy. And that doesn't make you a bad guy. It's just too heavy. Right. But watching Will slowly, Death by a Thousand cut style, acquiesce away from his true emotional core and his instincts, it, I mean, it just it gives us just that little bit. By the end of the movie, you start being like, is Will the fucking bad guy of this movie? Yeah. I and mean, that, I that think- little divergence, even though, again, we all know where it's going to end, that little divergence is the separating factor to me.
1: I mean, it's the perfect amount of seed of doubt you need. Like, that's, yes. like, again the the stated premise of this movie it's so obvious it's so like out in front and i think that's probably the genius of karen Kasama directing this is like she's so good at um she's so good at telling you everything that's totally going to happen like there's absolutely nothing about there's nothing about what's um to come that should be surprising to you but right the way it's the way in which it's carried out and that's like the true like That's the true talent of a director with one location, one premise and um, getting you to be invested in it the entire time and like drawing you in. Because I think the idea is making sure, you know, sort of what's probably going to happen. But the way you get there is what makes the movie actually worthwhile, because a lot of these movies can fall into a very specific formula and just kind of take you to the end. and You're like, great, cool. I kind of saw that coming. This one is literally like, hey. You know what's coming. Let me take you. Right. There. Like, that's the true yeah. genius of this movie.
0: I mean, and that's the thing. It's hard rewatching it, but I feel like the first time I watched it, they did have me for a moment questioning everything I thought. Totally. I thought this was going to be one of those, oh, because it's so obvious what's going to happen. They fucked with me. Right. And now we're going to get something different. But. You're kind of like, it's not going to be this indie drama. Like, I know that. I know that, right? <laughs> right? But you have to start questioning. And it's this really it's this really clever trick that the movie plays. Because this is, the, the first thing in this movie, right, is I was just like, why the fuck would you even be there?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Right? 100%. Like,
0: immediately, I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going back to my house where my kid got murdered and my ex-wife is shacking up with some other guy. And I'm going to bring my new girlfriend and subject her to this horribleness. Right. Not a chance in hell for nothing. It's not like she's pregnant again. No. She's not getting remarried. There's no giant life event. It's just a let's hang out. Yeah. There's no fucking chance I'm there. And then the movie starts asking me this question constantly is, why are they still there? Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing they do pretty well is they constantly, by making Will reject his inner nature right so what it is is it's penance for the party goers right they feel bad that they didn't want to deal with their friend's horrible life event right right so they they're out they're like fine we'll fucking stick it out you can tell none of them want to be there but they're trying they're drinking a lot they're trying whatever you know and every time one of the two of them's in the room it's like oh boy <laughs> but yeah. they're trying right no, no, so totally. it's penance for them that's why they're not leaving But for Will, you're like, why is Will still here? And because Will has learned, Will's important job is to bury his grief and trauma so as not to make it everyone's grief and trauma. It's really fucking sad realization in the movie once you kind of see what Will's doing. Because Will constantly is hyper vigilant, right? What they set up in this movie is when Will is walking to the house before he even opens the door. He looks through the window at the ghost of his child and the life he once had. Right. So the moment we walk in the house, all we see through Will's eyes is that things are different and askew and off. Right? And the psychological trick is that could just be Will. Because to him, everything is alien and wrong, right? Sure. But to us, we're constantly like, is it? Is it? For about 25, 30 minutes. And then you're like, oh, boy.
1: Right. Well, (laughs) I mean, I think like... The import the I, I can't, it's interesting, like, I can't state, like, Will's appearance might be one of the most important clues in this movie as to, like, why he is different from everyone else. Like, everyone who is, because mo- he
0: lives in Eagle Rock.
1: I mean, honestly, yeah, like. <laughs> I, again, I feel like if you li- if you've lived in Los Angeles or if you live out here currently, like watching this movie is so interesting because you do know all these people. Like, there's absolutely not a single person in this movie that doesn't exist in the Hollywood Hills or in Eagle Rock or in Silver right. Lake. Like these people are real, but
0: well, it, it, there is that extra level of if you've lived in Los Angeles, you're like. I've met the weirdos at the party. Totally. Right? Where you're just like,
1: well, oh, like, boy. Yeah, like, you've totally like met. That.
0: Not a, uh, I fucking murdered no, my wife. No, no, Let's no, chat but you've
1: absolutely <laughs> met people like Eden and David who, like, are just oh, yeah. just drinking the Kool-Aid of something. And, I mean, really, like, it's right. it's Scientology, like, if we're being honest.
0: Well, it's, it's people um, that aren't very smart but want to pretend they're super smart. Right. And they're just like, it's a philosophy. You don't get it. It's so, very spiritual. Like, I mean, like, yeah, that's... I don't get it.
1: I mean, look, I, I'm 1,000% the uh, Ben at those meetings, not just because of my size, but also because I'm <laughs> 1,000% the person who goes- Because
0: you want to make out with guy's ex-wives? That sounds
1: like fucking hooey, dude, and then get slapped in the face. I've totally said that in front of people. Um, okay. Now, but, now, let's
0: let let us hone in on that moment, right? Sure.
1: Because that's like the first thing. The, like, the, up to that point, everything just seems awkward. Like, that's a really important distinction. Which it
0: actually- This is the other fun thing, right? Is we're at that age where- it is kind of awkward. Oh, like I thought about that. We talked about this on the show. I have a hard time now having like beefs and drama with people. Sure. You know, I and I'm the guy who's built for beefs and drama and grudges. Like that is just my mind. True. That is my headspace, right? Absolutely. But I'm in that space now where you're like, "All right, if I'm out and I have some beef with some guy, right? Like recently I had a moment where, you know, invited to a thing last second uninvited and it was pretty clear because Another guy was invited and was like, don't bring Griffey, right? Right. Guy who hasn't known me since college, right? Probably remembers me as that guy. And I was like, all right. And my buddy is like, oh, I feel bad about it. You know, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, it's not a big deal. Because, again, when am I ever going to see this guy or when do I see this guy? I'm like, you're my friend and I'll see you soon. Right. Uh, So, yeah, let's not make it weird for people. It doesn't matter. Like, in a previous lifetime, I would have been like, how dare he? And shown up and, like, make a stank and get drunk. Now you're at that age where you're like, I just don't see people regularly. I have a wife and kids and a job, and, you know, now I'm in my 30s. So like, oh, shit, I got to get stuff done now. I'm going to die. right? <laughs> but so there's this level of that in the movie where you're like, yeah, they haven't seen each other for two years. They probably all know they won't see each other again for five years after this one. Yeah. It's just strange. Being at this age is already strange. And, uh, again, this this is just reinforcing the case of, they do such a brilliant job in every decision to reinforce the slight believability of this. Cause in a real world, the moment she fucking slaps him, all the fucking red flags and sirens are like, whoa, 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 yeah, totally. Something is hideously wrong. We're not burying that and going back to the party. Even fun, loving Ben guy, He's here because his wife hates him. He's here to let loose, not get fucking slapped by right. someone else's wife. Well,
1: and I mean, that, again, this is the first sign in the movie, like, things go from being just awkward. Because, yeah, who wants to be at a fucking party like that? And Will, right. s- <laughs> Will states that, like, a billion times before this whole thing happens, where you just, we see Ben get slapped for, like, kind of making fun. And, um, I mean, like, that's, like, the first sign of, like, this is odd. That's odd behavior. And right. They- and then we get into, like, okay, I I have to applaud this. This movie does such a good job of doing all the things that I pretty much despise about going to people's parties. Like, even my own. Yeah. Like, I've had this happen, of, like, of, like where we all, like, sit around and watch, like, YouTube videos. Because that scene where they all have to sit there and watch, like, uh, Toby Huss do the actual, like, invitation, like, where he's sitting there with the woman dying. Like, yeah. I've had to sit through those things. and. Every time when on our drive home, I tell Andre I'm like, if you ever ask me to go to that person's house again, I'm just saying no. Like, I'm never going
0: again. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Like, actual dinner parties to me are just the fucking worst. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, so what do we do? We sit around a table and stare at each. Because the idea of the dinner party, right, it's different than a normal party. Because when you're stationed at the table, there's an inherent structure to it that is unusual to me, right? So. Yeah. Well, it's you're your house and you're the head of the table. You're kind of this right presiding czar over what's supposed to happen. Like everyone is having like 15 different. Well, I mean, you're cutting
1: you're cutting straight to dinner. Like, I mean,
0: but I, no, the, what I'm saying in general. Right. This is kind of the preamble. But so this right. party already has a weird built in. Like, again, my friend, I just went. He is, uh, you know, our age, but he doesn't have kids. Right. So they still have time and ability to do cool, fun stuff right and occasionally i get a sneak over right so i'm like Ooh, look at me i'm like part of the group now right um this is but what we do we just you know had some drinks ate some snacks and we played games right right you play like the the parent games right like you know cards against humanity whatever so there's kind of a, a flowing freeformness right we're all just like uh, ah, remember we've been friends for a long time this is cool it's fun right right the dinner party ass what's wrong with this one is this reeks of you are here at my behest and now I will. It's kind of very hellraiser like, "Oh, the lovely things I have to show you." Well, and meanwhile in your brain you're like, "I'm
1: being tortured." Well, I mean like cooking for look, I've had people over for dinner, but dinner parties are very different. Dinner parties are about it's like I I really feel like like I've actually I don't know why, but I've, I've I watched I uh, watched recently I watched an episode of Mad Men where they hosted a dinner party. And like people have like places they're supposed to sit and shit like that and I'm like, "Yeah." oh, that is just miserable shit. Who wants to fucking live like that? Like, there's some... Absolutely not. Nobody. But that's, like, the real trick of the movie is it's taking all these horribly awkward things that we all know and all, like, secretly, deep down, absolutely despise. There's no one in existence who I think actually wants to throw a dinner party. Like, those people don't exist anymore. I think that went the way of, like, you know, men go to work, ladies stay home. Like, that's, like, pretty much, like, that's, like, a... That's reminiscent of, like, the time of time in the 60s. Right. But, like... It's
0: the worst version of a party.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right? You can do a barbecue, which is like a dinner party, but not pretentious and lame. You can right. do game nights. You can do, hey, let's meet at a bar. Let's do it. But, am- like... There are so many hors- different versions of this.
1: Hors d'oeuvres, preamble, the whole bit, like, yeah. dessert, all that shit. No. Nobody right. should have to sit through what,
0: that. This is what I'm getting to, though. What the movie does is it builds a perfect perfect fucking trap which we can't escape which is always the hardest part about me and you have been trying to write this movie for years right we all are we're all trying to write the how can i just get a group of actors in one place and ratchet it up to where it's exciting and interesting and we don't have to you know get locations and whatever right it's really fucking hard to do and they build this perfect symbiosis trap of Okay, we haven't been good friends to them because, wow, that's a lot to deal with. We're not going to leave. And then the other two who have just been trained, when you have a trauma that heavy, it takes over everything in your life. You become really expert at when to bury it and not give it to other people. Right. Which, again, is so fucking sad. And we, the audience, feel trapped. We constantly feel – because everything they do – Every fucking thing that happens is cringeworthy to me, right? Absolutely. The smack in the face. The Oh, there's just a girl showing me her bush. Yeah. For no reason. Like, we just don't even think that's weird, right? But David knows. Everyone's expect Or will. Will. Everyone knows he's supposed to be weird, and he's trying to be cool. All right, I won't mention the girl who showed me her bush. Right. And later offers me a fucking blowjob and to hurt her and fuck her by the pool, right? So he's constantly... Pushing it in, pushing it in. And everyone is just not acknowledging. And you see it really well with the cult video where a couple of the people are like, yeah, I guess I get it. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you were ever brought into a house and your friend said, I've been gone for two years in Mexico. Here are some weird strangers. Watch this cult video with a woman dying. No one on earth would continue sitting at that house. That would be the end. Right, right. But what they do is, because of this event in the past, we are all anchored here, right? This is the ring of hell that we occupy now because of you know decisions well, made. I mean, it's just it's brilliant.
1: It's, well, it's brilliant is like it takes the very very simple concept of guilt. Like all yeah. of us have, all of us have those friends that we sort of guiltily and begrudgingly spend time with, and this is. The, <laughs> I think I'm that
0: friend. I think I'm that guy. (laughs) I think I'm the one who begrudgingly gets invited to
1: things. (laughs) I'm definitely, I'm definitely that person. I begrudgingly am invited to everything in my life, but this is absolutely like the example of that is guilt is what anchors you to these kinds of parties because you want to leave immediately once you get there, but you're like, I haven't like in this case, it's, I haven't seen these people in two years. Uh, because yeah. I'm a bad friend and because I didn't want to have to deal with all their bullshit. Like, that is a huge, huge X factor that I think not a lot of other movies can accomplish. Um, Like, it's the question we ask all the time. You're right. Like, we've tried writing this story like a million times. And I remember writing it and every time I was like, we, whenever we were looking at it, we both came to the same conclusion. It was just like, why are they here still? Why wouldn't they just fucking leave? Yeah. And that's, like, yeah. that's the problem. So I think... By this taking, movie
0: has that problem the way horror movies have the you-have-to-eliminate-cell-phones problem, right? Right. Like you have to find a plausible reason why grown right. adults would sit and suffer this.
1: So you take guilt and you combine it with are these people all right, combining it with Will being inquisitive and curious, but not only that, suspicious of literally everything in the house.
0: Like, right, but this, again, this is, this is one of their tricks they do in the movie I love, which is there's the pacing of this movie is absolutely brilliant, yeah. right? Because here's what we do. We spend time in a really awkward party, right? Right. Showing cults, whatever. You know, oh, hey, are we just not going to address the dead kid who got murdered in the backyard? You know, fucking 100 feet that way. All right, let's yeah. not do that. Let's be cool. So we're in these really awkward scenes, and then we cut to long shot Will. Right. The center of the frame will long shot way off in the distance somewhere in the party, usually covered in darkness. Right. This is will time. So now will is pulled away looking through the windows at this life past. Right. These people he used to know, but doesn't really know anymore. This house he used to live in, but doesn't anymore. You know, the the wife and kid that he no longer has. Right. So there's a lot of watching through the window. Right. The first really good one is when he sees his ex uh, put some pills in her drawer. Yeah. That could be a vitamin for all he knows I, but to him yeah. and through his lens that becomes suspicious behavior to us right? right and that's that's one of the brilliant marks of pacing in this movie is long drawn out fucking obnoxiously cringy scenes that we want to fucking escape right and then when we do escape using that fucking uh grief that we feel right now you're a little panicked looking through the window and being like. You're looking for any reason to get the fuck out of here. Right. Right. It's a really the, the use of wills solo shots is fucking brilliant. Right. It's yeah. kind of that it's a it's a different way of doing the Jimmy Stewart in rear window. Right. Which is right. when you look out from afar, everything looks weird and strange to you. Right. A person's life, if it's not the way that you see it should be, becomes nefarious or strange or why are they doing that? But you have no idea what's going on inside of them, right? Right. That house, them inside the house is them inside their mind. You don't know what's happening. Well, but I mean, you're projecting all this shit on right. them.
1: I mean, that's is like the benefit of the movie itself is the entire movie is shot from Will's perspective. So everything mm-hmm. seems suspicious, even Will at one point. Like that's yeah. like, that's the real like, that's the real trick of the movie. Like pretty much at the second to third act turn, Will seems the most suspicious of all of like, why is this guy so focused on all this other shit? Like he's got to relax. Like it's well, just a dinner party and his wife and her right. new husband are fucking weirdos. That's sort of the long and short of it. They're, they're According super to everyone weird. else he's in a, the movie.
0: Yeah. Well, he's a former record exec who just has bags of cocaine on hand. You're like, yeah, I've been to that party. Yeah, I know that guy. Sure. Right. Like, Oh, I'm a new age spiritualist. But at the end of the day, we can still do all the blow and start making out with each other's wives. Yeah. Like we all know that guy. If you've been in LA, right. right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, there is this weird thing, too. This happens with older groups of friends where, yeah, when she just starts randomly making out with Gina, you're like, if my wife was at that party, for sure she's like, we're getting out of there. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure she's making us leave. That shit's not going to fly with my wife. She'll be like, dude, I'm 35. Like, enough of this, uh, you know, two girls, one super sad cup. Like, I'm out. Not interested anymore, right? <laughs> Right. Like, you know, this isn't college. We're not experimenting. I got to work on Monday. Fuck you. Right. Like, we're just going to leave. And this movie, <laughs> again, the fact that they don't let us leave, it. this movie has some of the most panic-inducing moments to me. You never feel safe in this house, no. which is weird because it's just a fucking dinner party with weirdos. Well, you know. But it changes, though. This is when it changes. The video is bad, but you're like, a lot of people buy into religious bullshit. Fine. Right. When Pruitt tells his story, this is where now we realize how unsafe we are. Yeah. So Pruitt's monologue is just probably my favorite moment in the movie. I love this moment. Yeah. Beautifully acted, right? Talks about how he got drunk. He loved his wife, first off. But then he got drunk and over, you know, having one more drink, he fucking brains her with his giant ham fist. Right. This is scary on two levels. Because one... You now know the company that they're keeping and that there are fucking psycho, like full frontal girl or half frontal girl, lower half frontal girl and Pruitt are unsafe. They're different. They're not us. Right. Again, playing into the paranoia of will. It's not the same. So it's bad. But now we're getting a glimpse of, oh, fuck. What if he's right? So the paranoia ratchets up again. My wife would not be like, yeah, we'll stay at the house with the guy that punched his wife in the face to death. Right. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fucking scary, but also it brings what I like about this moment, too, is it's a really good insight. What they do really well is they don't glorify the cult aspect of this. Right. There's no glamour in it. Right. When he starts launching into his tirade, um, you know, that's for effect and to push these people's buttons. Right. What it tells you is and he has that great line, too. I think it's a uh, I have chosen to forgive myself. That's my right. You can tell that he hasn't and that his pain isn't gone as they keep saying, right? Like the cult doesn't eliminate your pain and it is denialism, right? But it's right there at the service. He can't wait to tell these people. Right. So it adds an extra layer of insanity to this whole it's just a spiritual retreat where we watch ladies die. I mean,
1: it's it's such a he He's so he's a he is amazing so in this movie. Like
0: he's such an undervalued actor. Everything I mean, he's in, he's amazing.
1: He's a guy who just shows up. But yeah, his um, his monologue is really disturbing, and it prompts so disturbing that it finally prompts one character actually finally give in to common sense. And be like, I'm by the way, the fuck out of here!
0: Actually, screamed at my TV. I went, "Thank you!" <laughs> I, I was so <laughs> ecstatic. Someone left. It was so but much like, catharsis for me because I, I am the guy at the party.
1: I feel like I don't know. It. Would
0: you have left the party by
1: then? Um, Probably after they've showed me the movie. I'd be like, I'm going to go. This is horrible. Your wife
0: is super gregarious and personable, so I don't know if you would be able to. My wife would have wanted to leave, but if I'm by myself, and I hate this about me, I think there's a part of me where it's like, I got to see where this goes. This is out of control. No, I, I think at left. that point, I just start getting hammered and see how that bad it gets.
1: Andrea but is so, I Andrea's leave so as an polite. Andrea is so polite. She wouldn't have left. I would have had to drag us out of there.
0: Even when. Because, yeah, Amy would have been like, no, he punched his wife in the face to death. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know how wives have that. I'm glad you're friends with this guy and not so glad you hang out with this guy. Punching I, wife in the face to death is one of the guys my wife would not be stoked
1: about. <laughs> I know I know for a fact I would absolutely 1,000% be, after we, we had to watch that long video, I would have pulled her aside and be like, I, I, we need to leave. I don't want to be here anymore. This is horrible. Like This is the most uncomfortable dinner party I've ever been to. I do not want to be here anymore. Let's just go fucking get in and out go. Yeah. Like, that's what it would have been. Well,
0: first off, yeah, that entire room of people, I'm just like, there's a lot of smarmy going on. Not my favorite thing. But this, again, leads to another brilliant – this whole movie, because it is this – it is just this fucking pressure cooker. And I would say this is one of the closest – this is cinematically orgasmic right. when this fucking thing finally erupts, right? Because it is so much buildup. Like, you as an audience member are carrying such burden in this movie. And, again, it's very relatable, right? Even not with those friends, it's very relatable. Here's another great scene. Uh, When Pruitt's like, oh, I'll walk you out to your car. No one walks with her? The guy just confessed to murdering women, and it's like, yeah, we'll let her go. We'll let him not walk only that, out. But, but this is the thing. When she pulls out, he stops her. Right. David pulls Will away. We never see the resolution of that. I think, personally, he kills her in that driveway.
1: Oh, absolutely. Sorry, 1,000% he kills her. I also I love... I think he strangles her to death.
0: I also it's love It's hard because she could have been honking. And I also love not, when but.
1: he's like, when, the, when she says she needs to leave, he goes, are you the... Like, the... Prius conversation is so specific and important because again, this is like a great, like this is Karen Kasama wanting to remind everyone that they're in Los Angeles. And this is like a Los Angeles thing because it's so, (laughs) because it's inherent and like really important to remember that while they go through this movie, because this is how people are in LA. Like that's like such an important aspect of this movie. It gets, I feel like it gets overlooked, but like anywhere else in the country, I really think this movie is like fuck this this is bullshit like people would have left when they started like talking about like being a member of anything. Only well, there, in Los Angeles. Is,
0: well, no cuz there's Midwestern politeness. But yeah. there are still things that you can't cross,
1: right? There's well that's what I'm saying. There's Midwestern politeness, but there's Los Angeles which is who knows who's a scientologist. So you want to be well, nice because if you say Los something in Los
0: Angeles I'm, Yeah, you don't want to be uncool right. in LA. You don't want to be uncool, but you
1: also you also don't want to be that 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 person who says like something shitty about, you know, oh you're a Scientologist, great, whatever. Like yeah, we all know it's what? kind of weird and hooey, but at the oh, same I time, I would have. Well, yeah, you're you. Like duh. <laughs> you know.
0: What I like about that moment too, though, is he says, "Oh, are you the Prius?" And the whole party didn't go, "Yeah, we are." <laughs> they're all the they're all the Prius. Let's be honest, everyone at that party is the Prius. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because like, they play it as oh, he knows her car. Creepy. Well,
1: see, and that's no, like the thing. They're all the Prius. But again, like, oh yeah, but she totally gets he totally kills her. Like, without question.
0: I, don't, I mean, she could have hit the horn, but yeah, he could have killed her fast. I mean It feels I, dangerous. But again, the fact that we don't see it is fucking wild. Yeah. That that really does start because then what I like is that more than most movies I've watched. This movie does a great job of, and this is the trick of any really good low-budget indie film, is you have to be participating, Yeah. right? What they lack in budget and location and ability to show you whatever they want, they have to then weaponize theater of the mind against us. Yeah. So my mind is fucking racing at that moment. I know he killed her. He might not have. I know he did in my brain. So they use Will as this perfect fucking... You know, slip and slide into madness, and we're all there.
1: Well, I mean, and yeah, like that's the whole point of the movie is that we're in his brain. Like, there's absolutely nothing about, there's nothing about the movie that doesn't come from Will's point of view. Like, whether yeah. we're on his side or not on his side, Will's it's Will's movie and it's like Will's story, and we're right. all sitting there, we're all sort of as skeptical as he is, until things start seeming like maybe he's just seeing stuff that's not. So, like, maybe he's seeing stuff that's not there. Like, yeah, plenty of people have right. phenobarbital. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But it's that, just- I
0: mean, that's yeah, because they use the friends to be like, you know, every time we know something's up, another friend has their turn to come talk to Will. Hey, sorry, I'm not around enough. Makes an excuse. And you see Will try to. All right, bring it back. Bring it back. Right. Be Cool. Don't rock the boat. It's really a clever trick because we, the audience, our mind is racing. A girl just got slaughtered in a Prius by wife puncher. But his friends are telling
1: us to chill the fuck out. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Now we're, as the audience, we're like, oh, yeah, be polite. Be the polite house Well,
1: kid. like, then we get to dinner. And it keep,
0: oh, and- but yeah. So then we get the Choi call, right? Where Choi, who hasn't been there all day, he's unreliable, they say. Hey, man, I actually got here early. But he's not there now. We're we know this is our rear window moment. Right. you, gotcha, Motherfuckers. Gotcha. You hippie smarmy motherfuckers. <laughs> right? right. And that scene is fucking brutal. Well,
1: so. Well, yeah, like that whole thing is just like, ev- like that's like you feel like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, not for fear of tension or like something happening, but just because you're just spe- I honestly it's more to the point I'm just like I feel so bad for him like he's like no one else is believing him right now
0: <laughs> but he comes up the stairs right and the scene of him coming up the stairs is out of focus right yeah so we know the dinner party will is gone so immediately you're like oh boy they're doing this birthday party sorry my dog's freaking out I guess we got the invitation so they're freaking out right right uh they're doing this birthday party whatever and that's when he picks his moment cuz you can see cuz the lights are all off right <laughs> so it's all dark that's when you can see he has now decided to drop the bomb and it is we've all been there we're like don't don't be don't, the guy who makes the scene don't be that guy yeah absolutely right? and that's what the movie preys on is that we all know all we want to do is not have a scene around yeah. us i mean <laughs> so it's per- like, don't don't cause the scene don't cause when he picks that moment and he just does that
1: where's Choi? yeah I
0: mean, it's, I mean, you like want to crawl under a blanket. It's like, stop, 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 stop.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's perfectly he's perfectly positioned to be that person. And then when he is and you're sitting there the whole time like, oh, dear God, why is this happening right now? Like, I'm one thousand percent someone who's sitting at the table just going like, shut up, dude. Just shut up. Who what cares? The fuck like, up, he's fuck late. Yeah. Dude, he gives a shit. But this is
0: the weird thing, because we agree with him as an sure. audience. We think there's nefarious play. But we still just want him just to just stop.
1: Shut up, dude. Just shut up. Like
0: Just be like, stop being honest. Stop being honest. Stop, stop being honest saying the thing about this. Just We're let it go. Thinking, let it go. Who cares? Up, Who cares? Up, oh my god, up. please <laughs> shut
1: up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Like, yeah. 100 percent And then Choi shows up, which I couldn't I was like, is he part of this? Is that what's going on?
0: I think again, that, what do you this think? is the other moment. The Choi moment is one of the absolute pinnacles of brilliance in the film. Because Again, like we said, we, as the audience, know where this is going the whole time. This has to end in cult violence, right? You can right. tell from the poster, from the marketing. Uh, you just know, right? As right. soon as Pruitt shows up, you're like, nothing good's happening yeah. when that guy's as around. As soon as Wife
1: Puncher reveals his story, we're like, all right, yeah. this is going to go
0: We bad. all know where our destination is. The Choi moment, and again, this is dev- This is what I call uh, the horror of life. Which is, we've all had these moments that are as scary as Freddy, Jason, Candyman, and it's just things that happen. Right. Right? And watching him stake his fucking claim and berate his ex-wife about their dying son, telling her new husband to suck a dick, all this stuff, and then Choi arrives, right? (laughs) The crux of his argument. And trust me, as a guy who likes to grandstand and have my public argument, I've had that the door just slams in your face, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm wrong. Right. And there's yeah. only two ways to play it, right? He goes the apologetic, uh, melts into crying. You can also be like, that doesn't change the point. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's just the horror of being an adult and having to deal with real life yeah. and watching him just descend into madness in that moment. And then they follow it up with this fucking gut-wrenching scene where he tells Kira, he's like, you know, he says the line that I think is one of my favorite descriptions of sadness and depression as a person who has, you know, really bad depression at times. He right. says, I just have this scream trapped inside of me. And I feel like that's the
1: audience, the whole movie, right? Totally. This whole
0: movie, you just want to fucking scream. Oh, brutal. What yeah. did you make of the I, moment with Kira?
1: The moment with Kira where uh, well, which moment? Where, what, are you, what are we talking about? When
0: they're, when they're outside after the dinner scene.
1: Oh, where they're like having the, um, you know, <laughs> I, uh, how do I put this? You know, I think that Kira, Kira's purpose in the movie is very interesting to me because, because she's, she's the outsider. She's not, she doesn't know any of these people, but they sort of accept her very immediate. Like, it's very fascinating. So I think for her cuz she like they met in this grief support group. So I think that moment is supposed to be very I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> like I I feel like Kira's purpose in the movie is served when uh I feel like Kira's purpose in the movie is served at the end of the movie. I mean, I'm not really sure I really noted them going outside as like a big to do. I don't know. To me it's it's really I think she serves kind of an
0: important moment in the movie to me, right? Because what I took with this scene is we have been spiraling so into Will's mindset, right? right? She's the first time where I feel like in that scene, we are now looking at Will from the outside after his like break, right? So we were party Will trying to keep it together and being suspicious. Now we're her looking at him. And we're kind of seeing this just broken, sad version of him. So I think it's the audience's chance to sit there. And now we're questioning the reliability of our narrator, right? right? Which I think, again, is a really good reinforcement piggybacking on Choi of this fucking guy. And then when he tells her, right, this girl he loves, they seem to be, she seems great. Everything seems fine. And he just starts, like, lashing into her, right? This he just does he just want to be fucking miserable does he just i'll never escape it's very manchester by the sea right just right yeah sorry man it sucks i'm just gonna suck i you know i don't even want you around anymore because i just want to be sad by myself i think it's our chance to and again it doesn't last long but to sit there and really question why we're on will's side
1: yeah i mean i think that like the power I think it's an interesting
0: use of the the full outsider character
1: i'll give you that i mean i think that like by that time, we're so in, we're so ingrained in what's happened with Will that I feel like it's like the projection of the projection of grief finally. Like all of this has been internalized the entire movie. This feels like the first time Will's actually speaking honestly, other than asking where Choi is. So like I feel right. like, I feel like the u- like this is the first time we're actually using grief as a narrative device, which is kind of interesting for a movie whose premise is pretty right. much built on grief. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, we because, spend a
0: lot of time in it, but now it's being weaponized.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's like weaponized and moved forward, but it's being weaponized in a way that pushes the plot forward, which again is really difficult to do. Like this yeah. whole movie is like a, just a tightrope walk of like narrative choices that the wrong one, pretty much the entire thing falls apart. It's pretty fascinating. Like as far as like from yeah, a, write, like it, from a writing and, weird from thing. a writing it's, perspective.
0: Yeah. And it's almost not even pushing the plot forward as much as destroying the entire fucking plot that we've been crafting in our own mind. Yeah, totally. So then there's like this, there's this extra layer of desperation as an audience. Like, have I just wasted an hour thinking the wrong thing? Like, I need answers. Well, then. Uh, Yeah, I just, it's just brutal to sit with. Because, again, it's, we'll already feel bad for Will. We already want to escape this party desperately just as like an adult. Then we feel bad. We want to escape this scene of his trauma. Right. And now he's just making it worse. And all these people who were trying to hide it, now they're kind of showing disgust for him. Right.
1: Well, it's, then. It's just,
0: it eviscerates you. Right. It fucking eviscerates you.
1: Right. And then we finally get to, like, the turn, which was just, like, again, it's one of like those great like moments in movies, honestly. Like. I'm yeah, like sure. I said,
0: it's it's cinematically orgasmic. It's such yeah. a build up to such a satisfying release. Yeah, I mean where yeah, so we're doing that and of course I was like, "Guys, Kool-Aid, very I know, right? I was like, Hollywood, "Really, guys? We're all just going to
1: <laughs> Like no one's seen the bottle it came from." I know it's anything wine, but, like that. Like yeah. we're all just passing out glasses <laughs> like, "That's yeah, cool. It's all just Well, what's that ceremonial thing they're all It's like uh, what are all the carafes sitting in? Oh, don't worry about that. It's fine. Like that's you're just like great but
0: again. This is brilliant because I love in the scene before where David has that I'm really upset face at Will, right? Yeah. Like how dare you ruin my party? But really, he's like, "Bitch, you just gave me the perfect cover. Now it's right. all going through." Because immediately when he doesn't force him out of his home, you're like, "That's wrong. That's wrong." Like this yeah. is not good. But Will provides them the ultimate cover again. The, the trauma of the child is being re-weaponized, right? This is what got uh, Edie into the cult. It is what is anchoring all of these people to the worst party of all time. And now Will's guilt has manifested and made everyone so uncomfortable that no one will dare question what's happening the rest of the night. Right. It's pretty awesome. It's really fucking good, man. Yeah. It's fucking great. And then he has the re-freak out of, don't drink the wine. Everyone's losing it on him again. Right. <laughs> the crazy girl lunges at him. You ruined it.
1: Right. And
0: he fucking pushes her and causes her head to fucking split open. <laughs> and I had this Again, moment. It's just all it's hell like, breaks Oh my loose. God. This whole movie is about how him being so unable to move on has created a new trauma that he is direct. There's a moment in this this series where you start to think, Will killing that girl is going to be the finale of this movie.
1: Right. I mean, that's really smart. I I just think uh, he's just everything just goes so haywire so fast. Like, and what's awesome is it doesn't stop while
0: cutting to slow motion, which is crazy.
1: And again, it doesn't stop really milk this moment.
0: (laughs) No, like, well, it's actually the weird thing is for how satisfying the journey is. Yeah. And then once the bubble pops, it is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like that sequence up until the gunshot against Miguel, right, when he's trying to save Gina. Right. I mean, it's it's just captivating. Yeah. I would I mean, say if there's a small critique I have, it's that the rest of the movie I was like, all right, I don't really care anymore. Like once, once the game was up and they're just trying to see who survives, I kind of checked out.
1: I mean, it's just, oh, dude, it's so – it's so good. Like I can't I I have no other way to describe like how How did
0: you how did you feel once they started the
1: fighting? I mean, once they started fighting, I was like, oh shit, we're like in this. Like things are happening like at a frenetic pace no less. Like it yeah. the, the movie turns from like a horrible, like most awkward dinner party ever to like like a haunted house getting chased through the house for survival story so quickly. <laughs> like yeah. It happens on such a dime, you're like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? This is out of control. And it, like, as they're going through and as everything's happening, and again, like, dude, John Carroll Lynch, man, for the fucking win. The look on his face after he shoots Miguel in the back, you're like, fuck. I f-. And the whole time, you're watching the movie, you're just like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew this was going to happen. God damn it. Why did I just listen yeah. to my head? Why did I not just listen to Will the whole time? <laughs> like, it's so yeah. good, dude. It's so good.
0: I feel like for those couple of minutes, I kind of check out because I don't care about just the body count at this point. No, I don't care. What is anything. really good, how they brought me back in. The, the decision they made that I thought was brilliant is the Colt is proven utterly wrong. Right. The whole message of the invitation is proven wrong. Every cult member has a really hideous and unglorious death. Right. Yeah. So this girl goes from screaming lunatic who throws her bloody self like a Rob Zombie character at a door. Yeah. To just dying on the couch and she doesn't even fight him for the the fire
1: poker. Oh, I thought she Uh, I thought getting
0: smashed in the face.
1: I, I thought she had dosed herself. What? I thought that was the reason.
0: I mean, maybe, but she's still alive looking at Will and just kind of, oh, well. Yeah. Like, she's not using her last gasp to try to fight him. I think she's sitting there in the futility and stupidity of what she's done. Yeah. Uh, It's really, for that character to have a moment of reflection, that's when I was back in, right? For Edie to be freaking out and just, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong, I'm sorry. It's really, again, it's a way to find some emotional truth. In this moment, and I like that the, all of a sudden these people that are so bought in yeah. to this ridiculous idea of the invitation, right? Just all of a sudden the fucking mask is ripped off and everything is laid bare. And when Pruitt gets smashed in the face and just has that,
1: yeah.
0: he knows. Even oh his self-righteous God. bullshit goes, yeah. right? For uh, he David, he just gets stabbed in the shoulder and you can kind of tell he's like, huh, maybe I'm not the cool record exec I thought I was, <laughs> right? Uh, Evie shooting Will and then shooting herself in the stomach, almost like she wanted more punishment. Yeah. I, uh, was a strange moment, but I liked then that Will and Kira help her out. What did you think of that?
1: I liked that. Like, I feel like it's like the um, – I mean, truly, it's like the ultimate forgiveness. Like, this whole movie is really about Will, Will, uh, Will's forgiveness of not just himself but of her for, like – their son dying and then like not being able to be together because of it. And there's a whole mess of emotion going on there. And I feel like everything's very crystallized and beautiful. in that singular moment where she's finally just says, I miss him. Like I miss him so much. And she's re-embracing this pain. Like she's not divorcing herself from it. Like she had been. So re-embracing it makes him cry. They come together in this very beautiful moment where it's about like the grief is what makes people stronger. Not, not getting rid of it. Like being strong is not, disregarding your grief or disregarding the thing that makes your life feel unbearable. I think what makes you strong is confronting it and facing it. Uh, I mean, in this case, you know, separately, but you know, or together, either one, but like that is like really kind of the wonderful moment of them, like trying to save her. Like she, or I mean, not even save, right. like, you know, she shot herself in the stomach. She's definitely going to die. But like the concept <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs>
0: well, like, it's, it's beautiful. It's one small act of kindness right. between people who have a shared trauma. What I like is that once she shoots him, for him to still, he almost understands, right? Because when he was broken down in that, that Choi moment, he is in the mindset and can kind of understand being pushed to the extreme and making a bad choice. right? Granted, he was right the whole fucking time, so it's a false narrative. But to him, there's just this moment of he looks at her with just pity. Right, that he knows how hard, and he even said earlier, I've just been waiting to die since it happened. Yeah, I I think that moment of pity on her is really because they kind of mirror this back to the thing with the fox at the start of the movie, right? Right, that when he brains that fox, it's just this mercy, right? He understands just sitting in this inescapable suffering, right? And he gives this fox mercy, right? And I think it's that the nonviolent mirror of that is a really fun way to wrap the movie up.
1: I mean, yeah, that's what it I like. I, I mean,
0: like that. They didn't glorify the cult, vi like instead of going to like once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood where it's like, let's fucking splatter teeth everywhere. It's just this really very simple, not glorious. I mean, just look because- at how fucking this madness has driven people to the lowest rungs of ourselves.
1: I mean, that's what the movie's about though. Like I feel like, At the end of it, you get yeah. There is like this weird cult. There's the culty thing that's going on, and like obviously you see like that great shot of the end of the movie, which is just fantastic. But like, really, the the,
0: lanterns, yes.
1: Really, what the movie ends up being about is the quality of the quality of mercy itself. Like to me, like Will and Eden's journey is about the mercy you bestow upon the person that you know you. uh, They clearly were mad at each other and they clearly didn't know how to deal with their own personal, um, I don't know how to describe it, but their own, per- their own personal feelings about what had happened. But like the quality right. of mercy, they show each other at the end of that movie crystallizes the whole movie, which is about grief and acceptance and what it really takes within the, within the relationship of just a group of people to understand, um, to understand how to move on from something like that. It's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if you can move on, right? Like, right. just move it, to destruction, very and then you well see might how not many be able other to. people are doing it, too. Right. Like, there could be thousands of deaths on this night in the movie. I think one of the weirder moments at the end is when Will and Kira hold hands. It has a an affirmational tone, right? Which is, oh, look, she did help me survive something. We are in this together. Right. But on an even more kind of depressing note, I saw it as oh, now we can actually be real with each other because we have a shared trauma. Right. right. Before it was, I'm the guy with the dead kid and you are just here. Now they have something. Maybe we only truly bond when we're taken all the way to the extremes. I Maybe that's the only time we're real. I mean, that could be it. It's it's just a lot. Yeah. I like that they they just give us so much room to ponder in this movie. Yeah. Because really that's all you're doing is sitting there cringing and pondering the whole movie. I think it would be disingenuous for the movie to have a really finite wrap up right yeah but i feel like this movie expands past the border when it when it fades to black which i like a lot
1: totally it's it's something else man it's really like it's one of those great it's on netflix if you haven't seen it it's really overlooked and needs to be viewed by all
0: yeah i mean the amount of control and skill that this movie is deployed against us at is I mean, it's just one of the – you just don't experience a lot of movies like that. I mean, I think – It's so good. Every aspect of this movie is just on point. Yeah. Lovely, lovely, dark, uh, sad dinner party. That's it, guys, uh, for the invitation. Thanks for accepting our invitation to the pod breaks bread. Uh, We will be back. We still have Clue, Texas Chainsaw, Home for the Holidays. It's a disaster. That's what we're doing. So we've got four more of these. Uh, that you will hear in the coming weeks um, as always send us on either twitter at film alchemist one or film alchemist pod at com. your choices for december we let you guys pick the movies uh while we stuff your stocking in
1: december let us do we already that have favor. two
0: picked we've still got some room let us do you that favor uh share us retweet us as always please if you find us on an apple podcast app leave us a rating and review it helps a lot You can find us on YouTube at Nerd Alchemist. That's plural with an S at the end. Uh, And as always,
1: thanks, guys, for joining us. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Or wine, whatever it is. Don't, Don't punch your wife to death, guys. Also, don't do that.